to the True Wealth Financial Show, a show dedicated to providing you the information and inspiration to navigate financial decisions, intentionally build wealth, and retire with confidence. And now, here's your host, Mike Potter. Hi, welcome to episode one of the True Wealth Show. I'm your financial planner, Mike Potter. Thanks for taking the time to listen in. I thought I'd take a moment to uh, spend this first episode letting you get to know me a little bit. And I thought, what better way to do that than to kind of share my financial story or financial journey with you. And so I won't bore you with every detail, but I'll kind of give you the highlights of of kind of where Eric and I were and kind of where we are today and some of the things that we've done along the way. So I grew up in Southeast Pennsylvania, essentially grew up not rich. Uh, I wasn't poor either, but I definitely was not uh, wealthy growing up. My parents split when I was uh, two years old. They got divorced. And for the most of my life, I was raised by a single mom. I actually went to live with my dad my my senior, my my senior, but my later years of high school and and graduated living living really on my own uh, with some friends at that point. Uh, But you know, and Erica kind of grew up the same way. She, her family was uh, more close-knit than mine was, but they didn't have a lot of money either. There was eight or nine kids there, and her dad was in the Navy, so they didn't have a lot of money. So we didn't grow up with brand name anything. Uh, we didn't go out to eat a lot. Uh, we went out every once in a while, but we didn't eat out a lot. And really, money was a topic that we never really talked about. It wasn't wasn't necessarily a... Uh, you know, something that was brought up in the household. It was just something that you dealt with. And it was known that there wasn't a lot of it for sure, but uh, it wasn't really anything that was, was talked about. It was kind of taboo, if you will. And so when I graduated high school, my, my dad died my senior year of high school. And, and we kind of had an unwritten agreement, which was basically I figure out how to get into college and he'd figure out how to pay for it. Um, I often joke that he kind of reneged on his side of the deal. Uh, obviously, he died and he couldn't afford to uh, my, my stepmom wasn't going to pay for it, and my mom didn't have the money to send me. So I ended up joining the Marine Corps. And, and Erica basically did the same thing. Uh, she uh, wanted kind of a different life for herself and for her future, and so she ended up joining the Navy. And so uh, this girl from you know southeast uh, Virginia met this guy from southeast Pennsylvania. We actually met in Japan. We were stationed over there at the time on an Air Force base. Ironically, she was in the Navy. I was in the Marine Corps. We met on Air Force Base. We got married in Hawaii, and and we started our lives together without really much. Uh, But we doubled our income, and we got a lot of allowances and stuff like that, and we started having some kids pretty early. Uh, We got married in 99. Our first daughter was born in 2000. Our second daughter was born in 2001. Our, our son came in 2003, and our, our youngest daughter was born in 2005. So we had really four kids within five years. Um, but we, we made pretty good money in the military. We both got promoted. And so we had this kind of unwritten rule that our mantra that set, basically went something like this. It was, see, want, buy. If I saw something and I wanted it, I'd buy it. And if I didn't have the money to buy it, then I would borrow it. Uh, you know, just... That was just kind of the way it was. We wanted a car, we'd, we'd go buy one. Uh, we wanted a house, we went and bought it. If we wanted this, we'd go buy it. If we wanted a camper, we'd go buy it. And we just would borrow things, and we'd pay them off relatively fast, but uh, it was just a means to get stuff. And, uh, you know, by the time I was 30, I added up one time, I had 30 different cars. 
uh, it's like we lived at the car lot. So it tells you a little bit of something about my uh, insecurities maybe as a young man. Uh, but professionally, we did pretty well. Um, Erica got down after our third child, and she became basically a stay-at-home homeschooling mom. She joined the reserves a couple years later. Uh, but for the most part, she stayed home as a stay-at-home mom for many of the formative years of our kids. And uh, I went to University of Maryland. I got my bachelor's degree there. I worked in intelligence and IT within within that, essentially. Uh, did a lot of uh, advanced schools with regarding the signals intelligence, if you know what that was. And, and after eight years of basically getting my bachelor's degree in uh, information systems management and the eight years of experience I had in the Marine Corps, I got out and I went to work for IBM as a, as a business consultant. It wasn't a great consultant, but it was an opportunity to kind of make a shift out to the civilian sector, and I started doing that, and I did, did pretty well at it. Um, so much so I could thought I actually could leave. I, we left there, we moved to Florida and I, and I started a business. Uh, and it's really been, it was kind of a dream of mine to some degree to work for myself. It still, still is. Uh, and we started doing that, but we borrowed a lot of money and I borrowed money to buy the business, I borrowed money to live, I borrowed the money to grow the business. And so you can kind of see the theme that's going on here. Uh, the revenue didn't come in like I thought it was. And, and uh, by 2007, essentially, 2006, I think I made $25,000 of net income, uh, taxable income. Most of that was late in the year after I went back to work for uh, Lockheed Martin. And we had hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Um, and it was bad. We were not making a lot of money. Uh, and we had a lot of payments, you know, as... as I've heard Dave Ramsey say many times, we had more month than we had money. And so we were borrowing money to service the payments to continue to borrow money. I mean, it was bad. And I, and I just remember not knowing what to do. I just, you know, for a long time, we had money that could just, you know, out, out service our stupidity, if that made sense. We could just keep, keep going about it. But it got to the point where the money was drying up and it was, there was a lot going out and very, very little coming in. So much so that our lights got shut off. Uh, we were kind of eating out of food pantries, going to places to get free food. Uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, needed uh, surgery. We thought she had a tumor um, that we didn't have insurance for. We didn't have money to pay for it. And so just as a dad and as a husband, it was just bad. I felt like such a failure. Uh, a lack of providing for my wife, a lack of support for my children, uh, I feel like, you know, God left me. It was just, it was bad. Uh, fast forwarding a little bit, we ended up kind of back up in Virginia. I took a job with Lockheed Martin up in Virginia, but we were supporting two households. We had a house in Florida, a house in Virginia. This was 2008, 2009. Things were, you know, the Great Recession was upon us, and, and uh, we couldn't sell the house in Florida, and it was underwater like so many houses were, and and it was just a mess. And so I decided that we were going to give up the rental where we were. Eric was going to go back and the kids were going to go back down to Florida. I was going to stay in Virginia and just basically live out of our camper that we had at the time that was, you know, uh, uh, borrowed, you know, leveraged with payments uh, with the Suburban that was also leveraged with payments. And so we didn't have any money to move in moving trucks. So I used the Suburban and a friend of mine's um, enclosed trailer and I basically started moving us up and down the I-95, I-85 corridor from, from Virginia to Pensacola. 
And and I would literally like drive down with the Eric and the kids with a load. I left them there and a load. And I would drive back and I load up another load and then drive back and unload it. And I was just sleeping on the way because I didn't have a lot of vacation or leave from work. And I remember driving through Atlanta one night, about two o'clock in the morning. I was just trying to listen to the AM FM dial to see kind of what I could hear on the on the radio. And I came across what, what I didn't know what that night was, but it, I heard it the next day, thankfully, and I realized that I was listening to the Dave Ramsey show. And, and back then on Fridays, it must have been a Friday night and the Saturday morning that I was listening to the show. They were playing a replay, and there was this guy who called up who was you know, a father of four kids. His wife stayed home, and back then they had these debt-free calls they still do but they only did them on Fridays back then and and basically Dave Ramsey would interview them and ask them what they did and how much debt they had and what their income was and so on and so forth and at the end they'd scream I'm debt-free and they you know Braveheart would cue and they'd clap and all this kind of stuff and I just broke down crying when I heard that because here's the reality this guy on the radio who I didn't know and I've never have met he was celebrating his victory, his freedom from debt. And debt had basically ruined every aspect of my life. It had ruined my business. It, has, it was ruining my family. It was ruining my marriage. My health was not good. My spiritual walk was miserable. It, it was just bad. And I slept that night uh, in a Flying J north of Atlanta, uh, exit 192 off of I-85 uh, in the back of my Suburban and just had th- the worst feeling of hopelessness that probably anybody could feel. And I got up and started driving the next day and I knew it was a, it was a Saturday night because the next day I was, I was listening to NASCAR race and, and I happened to hit the dial again. I heard the same voice that I heard last night and that's when I realized that it was the Dave Ramsey show. So I got back to where I was staying um, and I went and bought uh, this. This is why this is this is why this book's on the shelf here. This was this is my original Dave Ramsey book uh, that I got in 2007, August of 2007. And since then, I've been up there and have had Dave autograph it uh, years years later. And so, um, so I read this book and and it and I realized that. Uh, here I was, 27 years old, maybe at the time, 28, father of four, spouse, Christian, college graduate, Marine Corps veteran, an American who has grown up in the, you know, the most economical, wealthy country pretty much in the world. And I realized that I didn't know anything about money. And the reality is that money's not really taught anywhere in America or, or that many other places in the world, as, as a matter of fact. I mean, if your parents don't teach you or you don't have a counselor or a mentor that, that teaches you about money, you don't know anything about money. It's, it's not taught. And so I went on this quest to basically learn how money works. And I read everything I could. I've read probably 50 different financial books. I read blogs. I listened to TV and radio, I, I, I just was obsessed with learning because I didn't want my kids to have to make those same mistakes. And I was tired of being where I was. And so we went about the business of cleaning up that mess. And, you know, again, long story short, Eric and I, basically, we worked six jobs. 
Uh, we both felt like we were single parents. We basically would get home, take care of our kids. The other one's working. We'd flip. We'd switch. There was literally someone working about 24 hours a day in our house. Um, and after 37 months and selling a whole bunch of things, we paid off over $300,000 of debt. And this was the picture we went back. If, for those of you watching the YouTube page, this is the picture of us uh, back at Dave Ramsey's place, you know, uh, fall of 2010, uh, celebrating kind of our freedom. We never got to do the call because Dave wasn't there that day, but we still got to go in and kind of hang out a little bit there at the, at the old studio. And along the way, I started basically coaching people and helping people of, of how to do a budget and how to get out of debt and how to save and some things about insurance and this and that kind of stuff. And, and it kind of turned into a passion. I really enjoyed helping people. I was excited about it. I was motivated about it. Still am really to this day. And that's when I realized, hey, I could, I could maybe do this for a living. And so uh, I ended up getting Dave Ramsey back then, maybe still does, sold some coaching programs. So I went down to uh, Franklin, Tennessee, which is where they were, just south of Nashville, went through their coaching program for a, for a week and learned how to be a coach. And, and I started doing that. And so I started speaking a little bit and, and writing a little bit and coaching a little bit and counseling. And, and me, at the same time, I was working on my uh, master's degree. I had a master's degree in business administration. And so I was doing all these things and still, you know, learning. And we were out of debt by that point, working on kind of the building wealth side of things. And, and I ended up getting a uh, contract, really, I had a contract with the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, with my own company. And I was basically a financial counselor to their employees. Obviously, they're susceptible potentially to blackmail and, and they don't want them in, in financial hardship and things like that. And so I had my TS, my top secret clearance to basically get in the door. I had the financial experience and the background and the knowledge and academia to somewhat to support it. And so I got a job there. And that was that was a good time. I really enjoyed that, except for the commute. If any of you have lived in D.C., you know the commute. I lived down by uh, King George, really, a Fredericksburg area, so I had a almost a two-hour commute each way, and that was really, really tough on us. And, and so we decided to move out to the heartland of America. We moved to Omaha, Nebraska. Some of you probably have to look that up. You don't know where Nebraska is, let alone Omaha. But great, great place. We lived there for many, many years, and it was really there that I started kind of branching out, getting into the other sides of finance, right? So I did coaching and counseling and, and speaking and advising and all those kind of things, but I could only really take people so far. And then I kind of had to hand them over to some other, you know, professional uh, services type of person, you know, financial advisor, if you will, which a lot of times are really just financial salesmen. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, and, and, and I couldn't really help them that much more. And so uh, through a connection at work, uh, a guy named Dennis King, great guy, he was a deacon at the church I was going to, and we became friends, and, and he really just kind of mentored me and took me under his wings, uh, really with nothing to gain, with, uh, and so it was very, very kind, and, and he helped me get connected with this small uh, boutique out, firm out there, Nelson and Murphy uh, Investments and, Buy, and Investments and Insurance, and uh, still good friends with with Mike Murphy there. So if you need some insurance, I don't sell insurance anymore. Uh, look up Nelson Murphy Invest. You can go to them. Talk to Mike Murphy. He'll, he'll help you out. I'm sure. But that's where I started getting licensed. So I got my 65, my Series 7, Life and Health and stuff like that. And so I could now kind of not just do the counseling, coaching thing and advising, but also really help people with insurance, help people with uh, investments and stuff like that. But but it turned out that um, 
I wasn't really good at sales. And to make money in the financial business, a lot of times you have to sell products. And so, which is fine. I'm not against that if the product is the answer. But sometimes people don't need a uh, product. They just need some help. They need some advice. And so uh, it really just wasn't a good fit. So after a little while, we left there. And uh, But really, at that time, while I was out there, Eric and I continued to work on our own finances, and that's where we paid off the house. And so I remember we paid off our first house in, in Nebraska, uh, probably 2016, somewhere around there. So 20, 2007, we started. 2010, we were out of debt. 2016, I think it was around October, August, August time of 2016, we paid off our house. And so I took the kids. I got all four kids, and Eric and I went down to the Wells Fargo branch, and, and we went in there to celebrate. We made the last payment on our mortgage, and we kind of had a little party in their lobby. It was, it was quite the scene, and and uh, the a lady was nice enough to take a picture of us and, and just wanted to make a big deal out of it so that the kids and, and us would kind of, you know, cement that, that milestone very, you know, 40% of Americans don't have a mortgage on their house. And so we became, you know, part of that 40%. So we were, we were excited to be there. Um, eventually we ended up moving to Florida and, and when I got down there, I realized, Hey, I want to be in this business, but I want to do it my own way. And so I started my own, what's called a RIA a registered investment advisor with the state of Florida. And, and that's true wealth financial group was essentially born and. And really at that point, I could, I could help someone no matter where they were, whether they were, you know, I, I've worked at this point with single moms uh, that are struggling to, to make ends meet and, and do a budget and, and pay their bills and stuff like that. And I have worked with clients that have, you know, five plus million dollars of net worth, really the gamut of everything in between. So now, you know, I can help people with coaching and counseling, but also do financial advising and estate planning and insurance and taxes and tax planning and, and all, the whole gamut of things and really just walk with people. And I was, I'm not pressured to make a sale. All right. And so a lot of people, and you just need to be mindful of them. There's a difference between really what I call now a financial planner, someone who will plan and a financial advisor where they're advising you to buy this product. Again, nothing wrong with that if that's what you need, but just be mindful that there's a difference uh, of, of approaches in the industry. And so it was here that I went through Florida State University, did their graduate program, uh, their certified financial planning program, and uh, went through that and, and really just continued to grow the business and help people. I got hooked up with Ramsey again for a while doing their Smart Vester Pro uh, for, for a great time, which was a great uh, a, a blessing really and an opportunity to do that for a little while. And when we just continue to work and save and help people and, and do more giving and things like that and really just kind of doing what I'm doing now, which is really focusing on helping people navigate financial decisions, intentionally build wealth so that they can retire with dignity and have the life that they want along the way. And Erica and I continue to do our own financial uh, journey. Uh, we, at this point, have basically had a million-dollar net worth change. So net worth is basically what you own minus what you owe. That number is zero. If you have no debt, it's basically what you own. And so uh, while uh, technically not millionaires yet, um, we, have, we have moved. We started in the hole in the net worth, and, and we're kind of uh, peeking into that uh, seven figure mark here, maybe, maybe next year. Uh, but we're kind of getting there. Our kids have, uh, all graduated high school at this point. The two oldest ones graduated from college. 
uh, debt free. The other two are, are still going to college and working on it. Uh, we had, we've had some great opportunities along the way. We've taken our kids this is something I wanted to do. We took all four of our kids, all six of us went back to Hawaii to, to show them where we got married. And so we took this great trip on our 20th wedding anniversary. We've taken them to Europe a couple of times. In fact, I'm, I'm recording this, uh, from Germany today, uh, uh, for you. And so really, you know, no matter where you are on the financial journey, uh, you know, you can do better, right? And so that's really what it is. It's it's not a milestone, a one-time thing. I often say that money is like, like health, right? So we can all eat a little bit better and we can all you know, exercise a little bit more. I can drink more water than I can soda, eat more broccoli than I can, Snickers bars, things like that. And so money is really the same way. And and I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are today, whether you're just getting started kind of in that messy, uh, messy middle, I know what it's like to have the kids and have college on the horizon and trying to pay off your house and working your career and, and building wealth for your future and all these things. And, and you're just kind of in that messy middle area. And I've walked with clients on the back end and helped them transition their retirement, setting up, taking that nest egg that they've they've built and, and basically started paying it back to them of setting up a retirement income strategy where they won't run out of money and they can live the life that they want. Because that's really what it's all about. Money is a tool that you have at your disposal to enable you to live the life that you truly want. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's just a tool to help facilitate your life. And so if I can be of any help to you, you can go to truewealth.show and, and reach out there and connect. Uh, I'll be available to answer any questions I can. And so I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are, to keep pushing, keep moving forward. And I hope you uh, all the best on your financial journey. So until next time, I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for taking the time to watch or listen this week's episode of the True Wealth Financial Show. I encourage you to like, share, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Additionally, you can go to www truewealth.show for more information and resources. One final note as we wrap up today's show. I hope the information that you were provided was helpful and valuable, but I want to remind you that it's really for educational purposes only. Prior to making any decisions or taking any actions, I would strongly encourage you to talk to your legal, tax, estate, or financial advisor who's familiar with the circumstances of your situation. Until next time, I hope you have a great day. The views and opinions expressed on this show are for general information and educational purposes. Mike Potter is an investment advisor representative of True Wealth Financial Group, a Florida registered investment advisor. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your financial situation before making decisions. Nothing in this show constitutes a sale or solicitation of a specific securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are used for illustrative purposes and are not a guarantee of future returns. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.